It's worse hearing it with people that haven't heard it. <laughs> Normally you just listen to this by yourself and you just titter a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to I'd Buy That for a Dollar, a podcast about inexpensive, common, and underappreciated records that are waiting to be rediscovered. I see Peter nodding his head. Did I do it Did right? Did that mean your approval? I approve. Okay. No feedback on how to do that next time? That was... Beautiful. That was the template? All right. I couldn't have done it better myself. That's We're why you did it. record that and copy it from here out. Never have to say that again. Any other podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hartman. I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts. First up, we have harmless writer of unofficial dictionaries, Peter Cook. Yeah, the dictionary can be dangerous. It can be really big when there's a lot of words in it. It can hurt. You're trying to make it safer for the people? I'm making it safer. (laughs) Just a harmless writer. And we also have uh, civil rights activist reenactor, Jeremy Ruggles. Hello. I enjoy the Ferrari. And we have another special guest two weeks in a row. Different special guest. This one is a master of extreme length cord bundling. Kurt. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, extreme length <laughs> cord by the inch at the mall kiosk. So a lot of people know you by some different names. In fact, most of the time when I use your real name in the Kalamazoo area, people have no idea who I'm referring to. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like that's, yeah, that's nice. Sometimes. I've already, you've been referred to on the, this podcast once already. And I think I said your full name. You did. I heard it and I was like, wow, that's kind of fucked up. Mom might hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell people about yourself at all? Maybe some things they might have known you from in past endeavors? Um, let's see here. DJ and Wider for 19 years. Mm-hmm. I went by DJ Chuck mm-hmm. and Kurt and uh, Useless Eater. I finally like remembered that I had a, a Namda internet. So, yeah. That's, those are the things. I mean, DJ for 19 years on a 100-watt radio station, I think, is everyone in this room? Was the, everyone in this room affiliated with such program? You were never on Wider, were you, Jeremy? I was not. Did you ever guest on an episode or perform on the Wider Basement show or anything like that? Yeah, I think I performed on a couple shows. It's nice and cozy down there. Yeah. yeah. That counts as a, a loose Found service, yeah. stu- student services building. Yeah, uh, Peter and I were both ex-DJs at various times, though. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much, I mean, that's it. The, oh, I ran a record label, too, for, like, I don't know, five years. Yeah, with a bit of an association to this podcast of sorts. Yeah, I mean, like, there was, like, a seven-inch anthology series. I'd buy that for a dollar. I think I did two of those. Oh, yeah. That's, was- yeah. <laughs> I think I like the, I think I like the dystopian movie. Uh, RoboCop with Paul Verhoeven directed. Mm-hmm. I think I like that movie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw it a lot in 87 when I was 13. I shouldn't have. Sorry, mom. I bring up my mom a lot. Mom's boy. <laughs> it's okay. Work through it. 
We'll work you through it. This is, I can't wait to tell my therapist about this. Maybe I'll play it for her. <laughs> Did you just see Robocop, Jeremy? I just saw the Robocop trilogy like a month or two ago and it, it holds up. I really, I think it's still rad. I do too. That remake when Robocop was crying, I was like, nah, dude, nah. Not my Robocop. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch the remake. I let that one slip through the cracks. It's okay for guys to cry, like, you know, cybernetic, like half man, half machine cops, but that was fucking weak. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. What? You brought us a record? Is yeah, that... I sure did. I brought you the the seventh studio album, I believe it is, I, Discogs makes my head hurt, uh, by The Village People. It's called Renaissance. Okay. And it's fantastic. Cool. What track should we start in on before we start talking about it too much? We should listen to side two. I'm a side two only kind of a guy here. You can listen to side one if you want to. I listened to it again recently. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, a lot of people on the internet really do, but. I'm not a Village People fan, mm. except for side two of this record, which will become apparently clear. So that is Action Man that we're going to Action Man, yes. All right, let's do it. Here we go. That is triumphant. I am hearing we a few of us commented on hearing a kind of a mashup of songs in there. I definitely am hearing some Whippet and some Kinks All Day and All of the Night, maybe at least things that sound like they're maybe uh, referencing those. I, although I don't know what year was this, Kurt. It was eighty one. So it's definitely post Whippet. Yes, they were very the the producer that the mastermind behind the village people, all of the records who wrote like the music on this too, with a team of producers and whatnot. Yes. That person was very well aware of, of new wave. And, <laughs> yes. Evo. But you, I mean, we can't look at the cover right now through the radio, but if you looked at it, you go, Oh, like, I mean, I would pick this up anyways. Yeah. It's based on the cover. Yeah. We can, uh, we talk about the covers when we do this. If, if you want to look anything. at it, I want to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I see. <laughs> this is not your not your older brother's uh, village people, right? No, no. This I is, don't see the cop archetype in there. This is like the lost gang from the Warriors movie, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the Renaissance gang. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I... <laughs> did, did the village people have any kind of a consistent lineup of members? It seems like the band has always felt like more of a concept in you know the, the the characters and the actual members and you were saying it's like a team of producers creating the music were the individual members ever of note do you know yes there were a few but i i don't really i'm not a village people yeah, guy, yeah. you know so like <laughs> as i'm looking this stuff up on discogs of course i'm like oh yeah like that that guy was in the village people and then he left the village people that's that's what i know yeah so like this right here is later on when the when the main cop dude and i believe the cowboy i don't know any of these guys' names like this, yeah, is, exactly. this is like shanana <laughs> to me you know like it doesn't it doesn't it's cartoonish and it doesn't matter like except you know it'll become apparent once we hear food fight i mean that's that's that's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you've already been brought up this. on this podcast in association with that song specifically. It's it's amazing. Like it's <laughs> it's so yeah. So like you no know, digs on the village people, but what like I was looking at information about the uh, about the band and like so many people on like normal music websites and blogs and whatnot and music forums are like, man, the A side of this record is actually kind of good. Like you know like crappy mid-tempo tepid like disco songs i really like those i'm like no no but that's that's what the target was and so for me i i like admittedly some crappy music and i like fake punk rock and stuff that to me like really makes me happy yeah and side two of this is them worshiping devo and it is fucked up and is amazing yeah <laughs> I, I love it when a bands are just thrown into something outside of their comfort zone and trying really hard to be something that they're not. It can create some very endearing works of uh, disaster. I think times. one, yeah. One of the all time classic fake punk songs is bummer bitch by Freestone. Yes. The B side <laughs> of that single. Oh, I mean, that's what they sounded like. That's no, you just put that back. Yeah. Fake punk is uh what are some other classics of that genre? <laughs> um, I I would say basically you just need to maybe YouTube uh, like all these little TV shows like the the Chips episode, like the Chips Punk episode, the Quincy <laughs> Punk episode, like that kind of stuff. That's that's the stuff. Or yeah, you know, what, what's the Star Trek uh, with the uh, the voy the Voyage Home? I was just yes. thinking of that. The bu on the bus, the punk rocker that's yeah. playing the song. I believe that he was one of the music producers or something on the show, and he's <laughs> on the movie. And he, I think it's called I Hate You or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. But, you know, like they were definitely trying to tap into a market that trying to go in a new direction. Um, they had just been kicked off. I think Casablanca Records was dead. Kiss wasn't around anymore, right? And, yeah. You know, sharing the load. Yeah, and Donna Summer left too. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, they, they got picked up by RCA. What else did I read? They made a movie soundtrack and, like, that, that bombed, like, right before this. And right after this record came out, they went back into the standard village people. The next record, I can't name it. The internet would know. So, so they didn't ever continue <laughs> this trend? They did not. They only, they did this record, and that's it, as far as I know, as far as them branching out and the producer saying, Hey, let's try and do a little, little gleaming spires. Like this sounds like revenge of the nerds two or three, you know, like soundtrack, mm -hmm. like, like B sides. That's, that's what we, that's what we're going with here. It's one of those perfect party records where you can be like, Hey, I bet you never thought the village people fucking sounded like Devo, like check out the B side of this record. Right. You know? it's, it's, yes. 
the three of the four songs on the b-side are about food there's a song called big mac and like that's like, that's <laughs> stupid like that's really stupid do you know why did is no. <laughs> I, I don't know there there isn't a fat village person i mean they're all like they're all pretty cut i don't know if it's i don't know jalapeno poppers and why like, booger sugar I, yeah they're still they're still you know working our out. research is showing that people like food <laughs> and punk music so and do, uh devo yeah to have a food connection we believe so this can't fail <laughs> so what do we what would you like to play for us next another sampling of this side two i think that we should play the next song big mac all right there Bring we it. go what a setup Truly nothing better than a Big Mac and that song as well. Yeah, they sold me. I'm going, I know what I'm picking up on the way home from here. <laughs> I'm reminded of a couple episodes back we did Tony Basil and feeling that confusion of is this the product of Reagan era uh, consumerism? Consumerism. But where that seemed sarcastic, this felt very, very earnest. Yeah. <laughs> Celebratory. Yeah. <laughs> like they've already championed and popularized community centers by the famous acronym of their hit, you know, and they're like, we just got to go Gun. back to that well. No, that was like full heel turn, like away from community <laughs> centers to like corporate food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There are only a few billion burgers served at this point on their signs, I'm sure, in 81. (laughs) (laughs) They pushed it right over the edge. You ever heard the Village People sell out punk rock album? (laughs) 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 That that is anthemic and amazing. Yeah. I I, I can't believe you were telling us while we were listening to it that some disco boards, they're hating on it. 
it's online. Yeah, it's people come to expect a certain amount of quality and product from uh, the village people, and so they they're disco fans. They want to hear more of that. They want the first six albums to sound like that. They don't want this aberration on the B side of their seventh album <laughs> just to only go back the eighth through the fifteenth albums just to sound like disco pop again. They, they're not used to this. They don't. They don't want that. I mean, I want that. We want this. But now everybody's happy because of their sacrifice. We're very happy. No, this <laughs> it's it's too much. Like it's it's too much. It's fucked up. I, I like it a lot. It's it's decent earworm. It's it's gross and overproduced. I mean, that's what you're getting. Like that's as advertised on this. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When and where did you find this? How did this come into your focus i believe so you know the internet's been around for quite some time google has been king search engine for a long time i wasn't on web crawler there was no ask jeeves i'm just on google and i'm like like uh, awful punk rock or like awful song like that and i can't remember <laughs> the name of the website because these things the internet just because everyone's like oh, it's on the internet the internet no the internet isn't a total flux at all times like all this shit's gonna be gone at any minute in any moment emp blast you know it's like it's all gone so <laughs> but i would just look for the shit and i found this guy's like personal website and he's like hey here is this record it's the it's the village people it's total like the just basically what we've been talking about and he's like you need to hear the song food fight i pressed play and i was like what the fuck you know like, yeah, it's just like yeah. it's like 2001 2002 i got like a i got charter cable you know modem it's you know it's slow still you got napster on my computer and shit and i'm stealing internet i'm stealing shit you know i'm not going to jail having a good time getting all kinds of <laughs> wares and mp3s i'm hearing this that's a good that's a good fucking time the just to let you know where this guy also where his heart and mind was at he also had a copy of the beetle barkers on there which is beetle songs performed by a electronic dogs barking so like oh so that's how i found out about that also so i it's i can't find that website anymore but that's how i found out about the beetle barkers which isn't a cheap record you know fucking beatles fans but this record is still to this day yeah it has gone for a little bit of money at one point it was like a 15 dollars record and i i can't say that it's super easy to find but oftentimes when you do find it it's underpriced because most village people records are ridiculously cheap so if the person pricing records doesn't know that this is the gem in their catalog you can find this for cheap on occasion if you keep digging right i got my copy for like five bucks at a record store i got one of any I, i've had three or four copies in my life i gave you one i, yes. I forgot about that i was like hey sean do you remember is it yes you gave me my copy i was like oh <laughs> oh, oh my, my. i needed it in my life so much that you gave it to me yeah, so that, see that's that's like one of those things it's a record that if i'm out shopping if i see it for 10 bucks or less i'll buy it just to give somebody uh, the other record i was thinking about doing on this show today was the turtle uh battle of the band oh, record, you know right but like i but i found it so many times like cheap you know after wanting it forever that uh, that's like a 20 dollars record now i think mm-hmm. so that doesn't jive well so i was like what cheap record that's kind that that record has nothing to do with this record but i'm just saying like going through my mind mm-hmm. thinking about things i could bring up yeah, yeah this one is perfect because yeah we you and i experienced that exact same uh you know party record moment that we previously described res hanging at your house years ago, listening to music, and you're like, wait, have you heard this fucking Village People record? Because <laughs> if not, get ready. <laughs> yeah, that's how it came up at the open decks that Sean used to host down at Old Dog that... I missed that. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. That was that was the last year before we were doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were doing the open decks, and you played that, and I was sitting next to uh, 
Eric Hart, Eric Nervous, who was on this podcast previously. And what's up, Eric, turned, my dude? Yeah, hey, Eric. <laughs> he turns to me, he goes, Do you know who this is? No, it's the village people. I'm like, this doesn't sound like them. He's like, Yeah, it's the <laughs> random punk song. <laughs> the anticipation is too much, guys. Yeah. I haven't heard the song yet. Like, do you think it's time? Everyone I here has so. heard it but me, and I'm chomping at the bit. Yeah, it's time to get Jeremy fully initiated. Oh, I can't wait. Food fight, it is. Food the song fight is Food is. Fight by All the right. Village People. Wow. <laughs> and I, so I hear and understand the tag as fake punk, but in a certain sense, I was kind of thinking while I was listening to it, the fact that they are coming at this completely devoid of experience in the punk realm, coming at it as like total amateurs, it kind of captures a punk feel in its sort of like noviceness to the genre. Does that make sense? Does that check out to you at all? I, yes, yes. It's nice when people don't know the the reference and they're, you know, picking it up and going with it with whatever they've seen on TV or the producers probably hadn't seen fear on SNL with Belushi, you know, all blown out of his fucking mind on Coke and shit. Like they probably, they didn't see that. I mean, maybe they did. Maybe they knew like, Oh, that's what we should probably fucking sound like. No, there's trying to do a, a peppy version of uh Devo, you know, like that's, that's, that's yeah. It's yeah. It was, and it felt very, very juvenile. Like what's an angsty thing to sing about? having a food fight yeah. <laughs> like it made me i don't know want to like you can know. stay at the ymca if you're looking for like a place to like crash you know yeah you can have food fight exactly you can do both those things it's They're actually just... just the sequel to ymca i'm <laughs> <laughs> laying like... out a complete lifestyle for you Food fight needs to be played at Comerica Park, like in the bottom of the seventh inning. You know, like people <laughs> oh. are standing up instead of doing YMCA. They got like the cool cam going around. People are kissing and grabbing ass and stuff, getting wild. You know, doing the interpretive dance. They can do a food fight. 
I would Ooh. like that quite a bit. A new American tradition, the food fight at the bottom of the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy that people do YMCA at weddings and um, sporting events and like there's a big monster truck happening, you know, like they probably, monster truck show, they, they probably still do YMCA there. Yeah. YMCA the a mm-hmm. there this band identifies as pretty homosexual you know like it's it's and then like the straightest possible events like monster truck rallies Correct. weddings yeah. <laughs> or i guess uh baseball. heterosexual weddings and baseball yeah all those bats <laughs> <laughs> lots of bats this record kind of brings in a slightly different area of record collecting than we previously covered on the show we've we talked on uh, the Brothers Johnson record about collecting records where you maybe don't like all the songs and how some genres are more common with that. This is into the territory of you like the music, but for different reasons than a lot of the other songs. It's like the, the music is almost so bad it's good. And there's a whole other world of record collecting along those lines of collecting records just because they're funny or sometimes collecting records just because the covers are hilarious. And I know that, uh, Kurt, you're kind of a an expert in this world of record why, collecting if you'd why, like to dive in a little more why would you drag me like publicly <laughs> like why why would i have uh two five by five expedits at, at the height of my like collector scum and like just people are like oh that's really cool you have a lot of like cool records like you got you like punk rock i'm like yeah i do you know i got quite a few oh you like class rock yeah i like electro and hip-hop you know like, yeah i got i got cool stuff but over here are my Jesus records and over <laughs> here are my like private press records. Oh, those might go for a lot of money. No, they, they sure, they sure won't. Yeah. No, these are, <laughs> these are bad. You would, do you have, do you want to look at my band jokers record? Like you need to like, let's look at it. We can't listen to it. No, we sure can't. <laughs> so yeah, I, I caught a lot of grief for <laughs> having thousands of these things. Why? Why do you, what's the I don't appeal? know. Like, are you going to listen to them? No. Like, do you like the cover? Oh Yes. Oh, yes. Makes me titter. So, Kurt, you uh, were one of the first people that, as a record collector, I knew who picked up multiple copies of the same album. Do you still do this? Not as much. The itch has been scratched enough, I believe. And for a lot of the times, I would buy it just to get like a better copy of it, like the cover is better, or whatever, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then I would jettison the the lower copy, or try to sell it, or give it to a friend. That was always the the idea. Okay, but yes, hoarding, yes, hoarding has runs strong in my in my bloodline. There's going back comics. to your mom again, huh? No, uh, actually, that's funny because that's a uh, nature versus nurture shit. So, like, that's I don't know, that's just learned behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I like to get lots of copies of things and sh- dole them out to friends. Well, obviously it worked with Sean getting a copy of yeah. uh, this album. Yeah, because I think when you sh- you play it for me, like, you can find this everywhere. It's super cheap, like next record store you go to. And then I, I went on like a longer tour right after that and every record store I looked in didn't have it. And I came <laughs> back, it's like, it's not out there. You're like, fuck it, I've got four. You can I've have scoured one. the yeah. country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember looking. Before the show, I looked it up on Discogs, and it was anywhere between like two to ten bucks. Yeah, it's going. Copies. It's going for pretty cheap. So if if you're looking in those bargain bins and you can't find it, you can get it cheap online if you need to. Yes, if you just gotta have more Big Macs in your life. That's only happening though. Let's be honest, because Kurt is causing an artificial shortage 
by buying up all the copies and giving them out to everyone he knows. I, cornering the market on the seventh village people record. <laughs> I used to be a much greater nerd, uh, like with, as far as records go. So I've, I've definitely slipped in the, in recent years, I got rid of quite a few. So I don't, I don't hoard and I don't buy records as much. I don't listen to them as much. Like that's definitely like a, a post being a, you know, not DJing and that kind of stuff, but I still, music surrounds me all the time it's it's i listen to it all the time but i remember you going on some a buying freeze a personal commitment to not buying records yes at some point that lasted for i think a few years i think this year this calendar year i bought four new lps you know this year and like that's that's like 2010 me would be like dude you're so fucking weak that's stupid like why how come you don't like i don't know man listen to these other thousand records i have at home i can listen to them again one of my friends i just want to give a shout out to one of my friends who we were talking about like sean brought up uh buying records just for other reasons than you like the whole record or whatever one of my friends has too many records he plays bass in many bands is uh tony party i won't out him as as his real name, um, <laughs> as Peter Cook likes to do. Um, but so Tony Party, I go in his basement, and I look in his record room, and he's like, oh, I was like, why do you have this record? It looks awful. He's like, well, there's one song on there. There was one song on there that I found interesting. Like, you listen to the whole thing? Yes. And so like, there was one song on there. That's his criteria to keep it. And so I, that totally jives well with me, too. I, I, I feel that sometimes. Like, you have a copy of Safe as Milk by Beefheart because you like Zigzag Wanderer, right? Correct. <laughs> Peter, you you know these things. <laughs> if anyone's looking for like a, another like new wave record that like looks. So if I'm in the bins, I'm looking for stuff. Uh, if someone has too much makeup on, someone looks like they're like maybe a little new wave, I will buy that record if it's cheap. There is a uh, record called, was it Glassings David? And there's a song on there called Blow Up My Car. And like, I bought it for that and I keep it because there's a song called Blow Up My Car on it. And it's <laughs> really repetitive and stupid. It's, it's almost as good as Food Fight. So if you see that record out, buy it for Blow Up My Car. There you go. There's a, uh, a local private press punk act called violently ill that you can find for cheap in the Michigan area. Sometime he has a seven inch with a song on it called, uh, D U I not D I Y. Are we talking about Andrew? Oh yeah. <laughs> we might, uh, I, I haven't seen Andrew out in a bit. Are you, are you going to have Andrew on this show? Oh, we totally should. Holy shit. You guys will be done. Hi, Andrew for when you're on the show. <laughs> Call us. What would Andrew bring? Wow. We'll find out. I don't know Andrew. You will. I'll bring him right here on the show. I'm like our we're, audience We're summoning right now. him via this podcast. Hi, Andrew. Are we just leaving it at that with Andrew? <laughs> just leave it at that. This has been another episode of... I'd buy that for a dollar. Yep. I'm Sean Hartman. I'm Peter Cook. I'm Jeremy Ruggles. I have been useless eater. Would you like to hear these one song that we haven't played on this side for us to go out on? Useless diet. Eater? Is that the? Is oh that the one yeah, song? that's the diet song. Oh, it is the new year. It's time for new you, new me. Let's get this. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go out on diet. Thank you for listening, and thanks for coming. Thanks for their their post Big Mac hit. <laughs>
Well, I hope you've enjoyed this quality episode of I'd Buy That for a Dollar. If you enjoyed it so much that you would like to give us some money in order to ensure that we keep providing these quality episodes, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash I'd Buy That Podcast. That's ID with no punctuation or anything in there. You can also get on Patreon and search for the I'd Buy That For A Dollar podcast. There's multiple ways to find us. We have some quality tiers and rewards for your money. You can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, at I'd Buy That Podcast. You can email us at I'd Buy That Podcast at gmail.com. And if you don't want to give us some money, but you still want to support us in a meaningful way, if you'd like to review us on Apple Podcasts or what other format platform you use, that would be much appreciated and it helps us greatly. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends, keep listening, keep collecting records, and have a good time. <laughs>